Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, my friends, it is a good thing we cannot see into the future or count certain costs before it's demanded of us. Otherwise, today might just be October 31st. That's it, just October 31st and not Reformation Day. But today we celebrate the beginning of the Reformation, how God brought about the good news that we are forgiven of our sins by faith in Christ alone and by grace alone, and not by what we do. Once again, this is the celebration of that message of justification by grace through faith, being placed once again at the center of his holy church some 500 years ago. It was on this very day in 1517, some 501 years ago, that a 34-year-old monk named Martin Luther of this no-name little cow pasture town called Wittenberg, well, he walked across the courtyard to the castle church and, you know the story, he posted 95 theses, 95 bold statements about the errors and the heresies of the Roman church. A match was lit that day that set the whole church, that Indeed, set the whole church and eventually the whole world for a time on fire. And with that fire of the Reformation came out a glorious battle charged with great suffering and great sacrifice, I might add. Those reformers, yes, those reformers from the 1500s, they were thrown together against all odds into a fight for the truth of the gospel and the scripture's purity. They lived under the threat of death. They were deprived. They were forced into sacrifice by obligation rather than choice. But despite those threats to life, the loss of goods and the loss of fame and child and wife, well, those reformers, they did not quit. They did not quit when the heat was turned up. None of them got got together and said, no, I just don't want this freedom of the gospel anymore. It's just too much. 
I'd rather return to be a slave of the law. Instead, they gave. They gave their lives for the kingdom so that the gospel and its truth and purity would be proclaimed. It should not surprise any of us that this is how it all happened. Jesus, for Jesus today in the gospel lesson, told us that this is the way it is with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Indeed, violence with the kingdom. And so the church, we can say, is not a retreat for wimps. It is a hospital for sinners injured in a battle with the devil himself. The church is a place for the wounded who are willing to fight for and defend the gospel at all costs. You see those German princes from 500 years ago, those German princes, they functioned like governors at that time. They, they, they learned what it meant when they were forced to stand up to Emperor Charles V. And they declared this, get this, they declared this, before we would deny our God and his gospel, we would sooner kneel before your majesty and lose our head. Wow, lose our head. The church is a kingdom filled with great risk. Being a Christian was never meant to be a life of ease and comfort in this world. The history of the church is filled with suffering and death and sacrifice and steadfastness first by Christ and then those who are called to follow in his footsteps. If you want to find the church of Christ, follow the trail of blood. Yes, follow the trail of blood through the history of this world. And there she will be, locked in a defensive battle with her enemies, defending and sacrificing and even giving her children to preserve the gospel from those who would take it by threat and force. The reformers, though, they welcomed this risk. They actually saluted the sacrifice their faith asked of for them at that time for the sake of their wives and their children and everything they had. They heroically shed their sweat and their tears. They gave of their blood and their lives so that their children and even you and me today would know the comfort and the peace that our sins are forgiven by grace through faith in Christ alone. And that we do not have to do a single thing to earn this gift of grace. They gave that others might receive and retain this gospel. They gave so that the message of Christ crucified would be confessed today, some 500 years later. Now, as we know, that was some 500 years ago, which then leads us to ask this question today. How have we fared in the time since? How have we fared today? Perhaps a good question for us to consider is this, instead of being vigilant in the battle to preserve the gifts of the word and sacrament we have received, have we instead, yes, here's the question, have we instead become content to dwell on the past days of glory and to coast on the personal sacrifice of others before us? You see, it seems that today the church is dangerously more willing to lay down and give up with a whimper than to fight and to defend and preserve the treasures and the life of this gospel, the forgiveness of sins at all costs. The church is often dangerously, again, more willing to lay down than to stand firm and steadfast in the forgiveness of sins that are proclaimed through Christ here in this church. Why is there no fight? Perhaps, in a word, we could say fear. To fight means to sacrifice, and we are afraid of sacrifice, all of us, myself especially included. 
That is why we get so incredibly defensive and grumpy, right? Grumpy when it's set before us. Whenever we are asked to give us something of ourselves, to pour ourselves out for another, for a time, well, we get worried. We worry and we fear. We say to ourselves, will I have to give up everything? Will I have to give up my time? Will I have to give up something for someone else? What if I might not have to be able to go without X, Y, and Z? Maybe it's not really fear, though. Perhaps maybe it's not fear at all that it gets at Christ's church. Maybe it's the same thing that Jesus speaks of in our gospel lesson from this evening. We read in the gospel of Matthew these words, But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sing a dirge and you did not mourn. Maybe the problem we see in the church today is one of apathy. You see, a passivity that doesn't care. You see, our Lord, he plays the flute of the, of the forgiveness of sins, bestowing life and salvation upon all who hear, and they remain unmoved. He sings the depth and the dirge of his law, which condemns us of our sins, which he has taken unto himself because of it, and we are, yeah, we are, we are indifferent. Think about it for a moment. Do we sacrifice for the sake of the gospel? I mean, do we give of ourselves, our time, and yes, even our treasures, so that this message, this very simple message of Christ crucified on that bloody cross will be proclaimed to our children and to all those who would come after us? Tragically, I must answer no. I must confess no. We all must confess no. As men and husbands and fathers, we don't really sacrifice. Neither do our wives and neither do our children. See, there's really no need, no real need that we go without in this modern day and era that we live in. There are few wants that aren't met in our life. To be sure, there is an allocation of time in our lives, treasures and talents here and there, being faithful to hear the word of God, but too often only insofar as it does not demand or expect too much of us. As a whole, there is little sacrifice by us today. And that is not just pointed at you, but especially me. I like my comfort, and I do not like sacrifice. So, are you ready to sacrifice for the sake of the faith and to see to it that it is proclaimed and taught here until the Lord returns? Are you inspired yet to risk fame and risk fortune and money and maybe even your own life? No, I don't suppose you are, nor nor more than I am. Thanks be to God, though, that we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ and not by the works that we do, or more often those works that we leave undone. Despite our fear and our apathy, despite my fear and my apathy, Christ went to that cross and he offered himself as the sacrifice for all of our failures and the fear that paralyzes you and me. Christ did not give into fear. Oh no, he did not give into fear or apathy, but he, he actually hurled himself to the sacrifice of the cross, plunging deeply into Jerusalem that day on that donkey, going towards the cross for the purpose of being bloodied for you and me. Jesus gave his obedience in place of our apathy. Jesus gave his love in place of our fear. And to you personally, to each and every one of you right here, right now, he gives his body and his blood into your mouth 
And he gives his holy absolution, those precious, powerful, dynamite words, your sins are forgiven, into your ears so that you might have peace. You are forgiven. Go in peace. I've done what you could not do. That, my dear saints, is the eternal gospel spoken of in the reading from the book of Revelation that we heard tonight, which is to be proclaimed to all who dwell on the earth, including you and your loved ones who follow after you. The dynamite power of the gospel is that which frees you from sins and death itself. It is what the church has returned to time and time again. It is what the Reformation was about. It is what grabbed the reformers' attention, seized their whole life. You see, those reformers, they discovered in that dusty old basement of late medievalism the powerful dynamite gospel that God saves us single-handedly. After centuries and centuries of false Wretched theology, false theology, those reformers, they heard the message of Jesus and Jesus alone for the forgiveness of sins, that it all hinges on Jesus and nothing else. And they were captivated. They were seized. Things were never the same. All the religious trinkets, all the silly philosophical systems, all the religious cliches and stupid works righteousness were all garbage. Scubala, as Paul says, compared to the surpassing richness of Jesus. And as that gospel seized these reformers, there was no turning back. God chose to use these reformers and the powerful dynamite gospel, that gospel, and made them willing to fight and to sacrifice to be sure all those who followed would know the unadulterated, pure, and simple message that God saves you and me single-handedly by grace through faith in Christ alone. Amen, huh? It's Jesus alone. It's grace alone. It is faith alone. And this, my friends, is something worth fighting for at any cost. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.